Welcome, 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 and I suppose I should say g'day, g'day, mate, to the podcast that does. I think what it says in the tin: it's best film ever, coming back at you like a boomerang. My name's Ian. <laughs> I'm Liam. I'm Ellie, and I'm Ethan. Hey, and George is not with us today. Uh, she has submitted a list. It's a very small list. George has not seen a lot of Nicole Kidman and didn't have the capacity to see any more. That's okay. That's okay. So we've got Ethan again. Hi. Well, fresh off of our review that we just released of whatever that film was we just watched. Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Impossible. It's amazing how we do it and then it instantly like erases. <laughs> like Like the knock list. Wiped clean. <laughs> so there we go. It's like those um, things in Men in Black. That they, the little eraser thingies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The neuralizer. A little bit of that. Yeah. So, uh, we are here today to talk about uh, the latest in our um, real, set of real roundtables, and uh, it's been a while since we've done a female actor, or actress, as we used to call them. Uh, can we still call them actresses? I don't really know. I still call them actress. Actually, yeah. the Academy Awards still goes for best actress, so yeah, yeah. I suppose so. Um, but anyway, uh, we had done one for Julia Roberts, and now we are we going have. right down the same hair color, <laughs> at least the one we, we most remember her as, I think, and that is Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Australia's own, although back as I fully acknowledge, yeah. born in the United States. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> but we do kind of generally assign her nationality, and she does too, to that situation there. So, you know, uh, we need to live in a world where people can immigrate and take on that nationality. It's not just about where you're born, it's about where you think home is. Yeah, it's a bit like Olivia Newton-John and the Bee Gees. They, they're Australian, but they're actually from... Olivia's from Cambridge, and I think um, right. the Bee Gees are around that area oh, really? sure, yeah i don't think of the bgs as being australian do you know no but i do think of olivia newton john oh okay yeah so there we go but yeah, olivia and is. some of canada's greatest athletes sprinters the whole nine yards uh people who've won olympic gold for canada uh usually born in the caribbean the, the men the men who have won it and mm-hmm. end up adopting canadian nationhood and do really really well so you know props to that but I, I hear what's being said it's a little bit of a, of a little fun trivia note yeah, yeah. about you know are they, you know are they really born australians or not da, 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 da. so we are here today to talk about nicole kidman uh general thoughts on nicole kidman i quite like nicole kidman i like nicole kidman yeah i, know I love nicole her. kidman uh, yeah, I thought Ellie would like Nicole Kidman. So, uh, and Ethan, you said you don't know really much about her. I only really started watching her films sort of recently, mainly for this. But like, I knew I knew who she was. I knew I knew her from Tom Cruise. Yeah, but I didn't know her from movies because they just were never really my radar until I had to do it for a technically job. Mm. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's very hit and miss, though. Nicole Kidman. She is. She doesn't- I say I love her, but I hadn't experienced that many of her films prior to that. Yeah. I'll agree. Like, when I first went, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And then we went Green Light, and then I went and I went, yeah. ooh, I've actually, I would have thought my list was longer of films I'd seen. Yeah, yeah. I, when we announced it, I could have qualified. I could have had my 10, but it would have been like I'd seen like 11. Yeah. Like, I just barely would have scraped in. Oh, there we go. So, yeah. I... Uh, there are a lot I I was like I wasn't expecting her to do films of I expected her of a specific genre kind of just like Julia Roberts not half the stuff I've seen it's interesting you bring up Julia Roberts because I asked a question on a Julia Roberts roundtable I will repeat that question today go for it to start with and maybe we can come back to the end is Julia Roberts Julia Roberts (laughs) 
That would be the literal question. <laughs> let me let me extrapolate it and apply it to Nicole Kidman, shall we? <laughs> is Nicole Kidman a great actress or is she a great movie star? Yeah, good point. That question is like up and down depending. I'm going to say movie star just because the films that I see her, I'm going, movies. Hmm. I, would, I think she's a great movie star. I yeah, movie star. But there are elements in certain films where you think, "Ooh, I didn't see that has coming." She, has she ever been enough of a draw on her own to really talk you into theater? No, because that's what Julia Roberts does. Yeah, Julia Roberts gets you in there. No, she's it is, not. She's not that level. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what I mean. Like she's not the Nicole Kidman's never been like the biggest star in the world. No, I'm totally no, bearing no, the lead no, here, no. but all, almost all of the films I've seen, by like a couple, Julia. Uh, Nicole Kidman, she's never like the the show stealer of the film. She's there, she does good, but she's not like, oh yeah, Nicole Kidman steals. It. There's maybe two or three that You're I, would, not wrong. I would challenge. You're not wrong. I think she's a really good utility player where she's yeah. really good at being the second best person in the film. She yeah. elevates everyone else. Yeah, I'll give yeah. you that. Mm-hmm. She's really strong. Um, and I think she's had one or two perfect moments. Yeah. And that's what we remember. And maybe we think of her as being a bigger star than she is based on those. But looking over the stuff I, I, I went and found, there's so many movies that I was like, I've never heard of these. Same. Yeah. And that's her both of Bombshell I haven't seen yet. Oh, I haven't seen a bunch. No. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through kind of chronologically the career. And we'll hit, we won't hit, be able to hit all of them because we try to get this done in roughly an hour. We'll see, we'll see how true. If it's three hours later, you can go three hours later. But let's cut through. I will not be here three hours some general later. Thoughts. I'm tired. Yeah. And uh, we'll get through about that. So let's start. I mean, uh, Liam, you like to quite um, incorrectly label <laughs> her first film being well, BMX the, Bandits. The first. Technically, it was something called her. I mean, we have to talk about the title of this. Bush Christmas. <laughs> oh, my the, the God. Bush Christmas? I said this off when it, Liam was talking about BMX Bandits. Both those films just sound like porno. <laughs> they, 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 it does BMX have a rather... BMX Bandits? Yeah. I don't know if BMX Bandits no. sounds does that sound like suggestive. a porno? No. It sounds like an Australian porno. No. Anything I does, like anything does if you put the accent on it. Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Why do you struggle with doing Australian when you? Oh, that's why it's that general. You said general thing. Well, I'm used to going high up for it, not like down low. Is that what oh, Australians right. do? They go down low. Don't they yeah. have the? And Kiwis, oh, now that they, sounds that's like a porno. Kiwis are always like higher up here. They're like, "Hello, my name's Reese." Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's great. I work with them from New Zealand, and that's pretty. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an exaggerated that's, version. There's an, yeah. an advert. It's literally yeah. that. <laughs> All right. So then, 1983. Wow, 1983. Woo. Yeah. Liam, talk to us about BMX Bandits, would you? BMX Bandits is one of these movies. It's not great, but I love it. I mean, I watched this as a kid. I had a BMX myself. I just got to say, if you're friends with Liam, which I happen to be, this is something I hear about a lot of films. Look, it's not great, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. What was that crappy Christmas film you made me watch? Oh, Last, Last Christmas. Christmas. I love it. <laughs> Look up. Don't you dare trash it. I love that film. Anyway, back to BMX, BMX Bandits. Bandits. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's well, two guys and a girl, really. And they do competitions. Um bmx competitions and it's about getting it's a have a summer and they try and foil um some criminals and it's about they're being chased by the criminals or and this that, and the other and they basically foil them and there's a few chases on the bikes and then they enter another competition and they get some new bikes that's about it sounds like a video game right it's yeah. it's, it's not a great plot and they go down like sounds this riveting. um 
They go down like this, like water park on bikes and stuff. They just look like they do stuff that looks so fun as a kid. It sounds like teenage escapism. It yeah. is. It was. It that's, was. Okay. that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I was heavily into my BMX at the She's like 15, 16 at this time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Olsen twins type stuff. Oh, just not let's, seen the Olsen let's just twins. let, like, I don't know their names, but like the Olsen twins do whatever. Mary like, Kate. Chris and I, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I haven't actually seen Ashley? this film. So. And there's a great song. Uh, at the end that they play, which is great, which is I always remember. Well, I don't remember the words, but you know. <laughs> I mean. No, I, I don't do it. I always sing the wrong words to things. I do. To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I've been in musicals with Liam where he doesn't know the words to the songs. No. And, and it's his solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not wrong. That doesn't count as remembering the song, though, does no. it? No. <laughs> okay. Hey, I've got great solo to say. All right, all right. So that's, oh. be, that's BMX Bandits. Let's, let's, let's leave that in our dust, shall we? So. I love BMX Bandits. Let's, as, anybody as out there who loved that movie, please get in contact. Uh, I'm going to go through some ones if you happen to have caught it, let me know. But I'm a, Willis and Burks. That's like a coffee brand. No. Uh, Wind Rider, probably no. the sequel to BMX Bandits. <laughs> uh, the bit part, which mm, probably might describe no. her, how big of a role she's got in these films. Emerald City, Dead Calm. Yes, Dead Calm. Okay, go ahead. Uh, that's with uh, Billy Zane oh. and Sam Neill. <gasps> oh, and Sam the Sam Neill and her uh, on a boat. They're on a boat. We're on a boat, and. Um, Billy Zane uh, basically is a bit of a psycho, and it, it yeah. But what's the film about? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think. Well, I haven't seen it for so long, but it was Billy Zane was amazing in it. I remember. I think Sam Neill got killed oh. with, a, with a harpoon. That's the dead part. Yeah. Or well, no, the dog. The Billy dog. Zane didn't take it so bad. Wait, wait, wait. No, Sam Neill's a dog? No, 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 no. The dog the killed dog. Sam Neill? No. <laughs> the dog, the guy. That's a twist. The dog gets killed with a. She shoots through the thinking that's him. Yeah, anyway, I think. But it's, it's, it's one of them t- intense movies where you can't escape because you're in the middle of the ocean and you're on a boat. Okay. And that's about him and her and the dynamics between this. Co- well, speaking of him and her, the dynamics between them. It's uh, a good movie. Then we have I, her, I can't remember too much about it, but it's a good movie. Then we have her North American debut, which is Days of Thunder. Yeah. Which we have spoken about on this Go Call, where her, her like American accent is like, all right. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm a, but she's just fresh into Get Hollywood. Get out of town, well, Liam, Here's the way this is going to work. We're going to make fun of movies, and you have to stop defending them. <laughs> <laughs> her, accent, her accent is terrible in this, and it's okay. It gets it better. I'll terrible. say this. She gets much better at accents, but this is the starting point yeah, it's not I know, good i know i know but there's a charm to it i'm so look i was there with you like yeah, and you, know, and you can know, catch it you, you can get, i'm not the one who didn't like it that she's the one on the video screen but <laughs> <laughs> but you know if, if, if you if you want to catch our feelings on days of thunder you can definitely go ahead and catch a full-length review of that way back in the archives richard joined us for that one didn't he that was a, he yeah the father yeah one, i really enjoyed that one yeah. um I, I like days of thunder it's a fun film um obviously tom cruise handpicked her and then ends up marrying her it's a it's, it's a it's a bit weird well i think bit. he saw her in dead calm okay and that's what he said i want her for this movie. and this is the first of their trilogy of films together yes and i'll tell you what i always like nicole and tom up uh, opposite each other yeah in a movie they're three for three in my eyes i think yeah, they've done really yeah. well whether the movies are good or not different story but i think as far as their performances go really like them each time mm-hmm. so i'll say like her greatest you know co-star has got to be him yeah. yeah, arguably. I mean, it's yeah, one of the yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we should talk. Someone we should have done for who was their best co star they had throughout, but you could like. I could become a new segment. That oh, could be for the round tables. Yeah. yeah. There's, um, another, there's more than one other person. Okay, well, we'll talk about that. Too. 
Um, then we've got uh, 1991 Flirting, uh, Billy Bathgate. 1992 is the second of the Tom Cruise trilogy, Far and Away. A bit of a, um, they're supposed to be Irish immigrants moving to America. Huh. Yeah. Has anybody ever seen this? I've, I've seen this. No. I have, but again, I don't remember it that well. I really like this one, actually. It's it's it's, it's a three-hour, like, epic. Yeah, I remember oh, it in the day. So they move from Ireland to America, and in order to save money, they live together, but they're not related and they're not married uh it's the all this un, unspoken sexual energy will they won't they and uh, they end up staking a claim for themselves in you know the frontier go go get your land yeah, free yeah, land yeah. in america which of course was a fallacy it wasn't that degree of free land yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was a, it was a fun little thing i do remember this one scene where they're being kicked out of their apartment or they're having a big fight between them and it's like a brothel they're renting a room in a brothel basically <laughs> if i'm remembering it correctly and the and the matron of the brothel is like why don't you just go take her out back and shag her and he goes she's my sister and she goes yeah and i'm your mother <laughs> so but another one where i think because of maybe the relationship between them already that back and forth always felt very real yeah and not just because you knew they were in a yeah. relationship but it actually felt real it did yeah so i'll the, give the credit for that was good uh, then we go malice uh 93 my life and then she took a year off I'll tell you this one. she's a hard-working actress yeah and it's in 1995 batman forever as dr chase meridian didn't have to do any research i fully remember this oh my god did she look fantastic didn't in, she whoo <laughs> smoking she was trying to that was a new thing trying to seduce batman not as the super villain yeah. but just as a hot girl yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And tried to psychoanalyze him. Really interesting. And an interesting choice for that, for then. Do you know what I mean? Uh, for ba- for Batman. Which Batman is? Because like, I remember being... Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, oh, yeah. No, it's good. It's good. Because I remember being shocked by it at the time. Yep. I don't know why I was shocked, but I was shocked that they cast her. Well, the weird thing was you had... I mean, you talking about sexuality in a Batman film, and you just had Michelle Pfeiffer, but I think Nicole oh, Kidman... Michelle I know, Pfeiffer. you Michelle Pfeiffer. But I think Nicole Kidman trumps her. I really do. I no. think... Oh, yeah. No. Awesome. Maybe... Probably speaks more to our to our tastes, Liam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But black, shiny, leather, and a whip, you're like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Chase Meridian's just a bit more... Nice. Uh, yeah, you saying Michelle Pfeiffer's not nice? I'm saying there's a good girl and a bad girl. <laughs> you said, and you've chosen the bad girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't okay. bring to your mother. No. Nicole <laughs> Now speaking, speaking of, speaking of, I, I thought she was good in that. I thought she was actually quite good. She in that. held her own. She held her own. It wasn't when a huge part, but yeah, 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 yeah. When you think he was in it, I mean, you. Yeah, she held And then own. speaking of being a big part and actually holding your own and having the whole movie really be about you, but being a bad girl, I don't think anybody else is going to know this, but you and I will, to die for. To die for, yeah, the weather, weather lady. The weather girl who kind of yeah. decides she wants to be famous. Yeah. And when being a weather girl is not enough, she kind of creates her own fame by being a super, well, a super criminal. That sounds like she's like a comic book villain, but by being like a killer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, girl, killing people. Okay. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a character piece and where it's, it's really just all about her character and watching her spiral a bit. And I yeah. think that's the first time you saw her do something gritty. Yeah, and it was speaking to this cable news is starting to go on the rise. The sensationalization of the criminal is kind of a new thing. Yeah. Right place, right time. She's still young. Ten, ten more years. It would have been interesting to see what she could have done with it with her skills a little bit more refined. Yeah. But she's, she's, she's totally serviceable on it. Yeah. Yep. I quite liked it. Uh, I wanted to make time to go back for it, but there was so much I hadn't seen and stuff of note that I'm like, oh. She carries that movie. Well, she has to. She's literally, yeah, the I'm, poster's just her. But when we was talking about other movies. Who else is in that? Ooh, I couldn't even tell you who the guy is. Do you know, is. I can't even. No. 
Um, we get a Portrait of a Lady in 96, a very forgettable film. I don't know if anybody has this down. The Peacemaker? No. no. Is this her with Clooney? I want to think it's her with Clooney. Yeah, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? <sighs> I think so. Yeah. But then 98, my sister had a poster of this on her wall, Practical Magic. Oh, yes. Never saw it. It's become a bit of a cult movie now. Practical yeah. Magic. Is it Sandra, Sandra Bullock? Bullock? Yeah. Who's the third? Is it two of them or no, is it three the two, of them? It's just the two. I They're think. sisters, right? Yeah, I think Hocus Pocus you're thinking of mm-hmm. with uh, Bette Midler. I Kathy think. and the Jimmy and whoever the third one was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, Practical Magic is a nice little movie. Nothing groundbreaking, but yeah, it's a good, good movie. Now, I have a hard time reading this and believing about the name of these two films side by side. So Practical Magic. Yep. And then you got 1999, Eyes Wide Shut. Wow, yeah. A film that I lied to my sister once when I she wanted to do something for my birthday, and I was like, oh, it's my birthday, my sister. So I lied and said I was going with my girlfriend to see uh, Eyes Wide Shut. I didn't, but I told her I was. And she was like, I can't believe you went and saw that film. I went, ah, oh, it was all right. I'm like, I never did see it. a lot of controversy. Never did see it until about a week ago. And then I watched Eyes Wide Shut. Now, I know, Ellie, you saw Eyes Wide Shut. Have we all seen Eyes Wide Shut? I saw Eyes Wide Shut. No, I haven't. Oh, so to Julene, here's the Stanley Kubrick film. Uh, Ellie and Ethan, I've talked a lot so far. uh, Ellie, why don't we start with you? You haven't said a whole lot yet. Uh, Tell us about, (laughs) if you can, try to summarize your thoughts on Eyes Wide Shut. I thought the film was absolute shite, but I thought Nicole Kidman was quite good in it. Um, It's really weird. Really, really weird. Christmas tree in every scene. Yeah. And it's like gaudy. Mm. It's like not done well, the Christmas tree. Mm. I think it's purposely not. Well, it's, Most it's Kubrick, Kubrick things are surreal, yeah. aren't they? Probably. Most Kubrick stuff are surreal. Yeah, I mean, he really was going kind of nuts on this. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to say about it? Um, there's a scene where she gets high and she acts that really, really well. Oh, you thought she acted it well? Okay. Well, well, I, when she, like, tells I'm not exactly an expert, but yeah, I okay. thought it was a good scene. Yeah. All right. Ethan? It's weird. I like the film. I don't care for her as much in it, which is the thing. Oh, I'll go the opposite of you. It's, I, I view it in a very different thing because it's like this, seeing it now in like 2021 eyes where everything is very hyper-sexualized and like it's every, like mm. s- sexual, like orgy stuff is, oh yeah, it's about a group of orgies. <laughs> it's a secret, oh, okay. it's a secret yeah. society of a giant orgy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Tom Cruise accidentally sort of stumbles his way into it and yeah. then is paid. He's not nearly that, the, 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 a high enough quality human being to make it into the room. Like it's yeah. like, it's like the rich and powerful. Oh, okay. But he yeah. just uses like, he's just like a, he's like a very successful doctor. In, in a nutshell. Is this based on Scientology in, or what? No, no, no. This is just like a, this is just like a. In a nutshell, if I can. Yeah. Um, he's, he's totally, him and his wife, played by Nicole Kidman. Uh, sorry, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman again. So it's the third of the trilogy. Yeah. Um, they're a married couple. They're somewhat bored with each other, you think. Not that they dislike each other. That's not the case. But they go to a party. As soon as they get there, they're like split up. And they instantly find much more pleasure in flirting with new people. Yeah. And it's just the idea of the flirt and the energy that is. And then uh, in a later conversation, uh, earlier on, Nicole Kidman's like, she kind of admits she'd like to go off with this guy and have sex with them, but she's got the ring. And for her, everything is that commitment. Yeah. That's what it is. Not that she doesn't want to. She very much wants to. Yeah. But the idea of it, she's committed. And then they get home and they sort of talk to each other about it. And Tom Cruise was like 100%, well, you're my wife. And I've never doubted for a minute that you would cheat on me. And she kind of goes, you want to know a story? And kind of <laughs> tells him a story about this guy she totally would have like had it off with. If he had given her the, the sign, she would have totally, and she's high, so she's yeah, yeah. revealing this. And it totally breaks this idea he has, because he has this notion that guys want to sleep with everything 
everything around them. But the women, all they want is security and, and, and comfort and, and, and locking that up. And so once that happens, he is so shaken that he kind of goes chasing into the night for some sort of mental revenge because he can't get through the image of her with this specific guy that she brought up and, oh, haunts okay. him. Yeah, yeah. and it empowers him. And then it's sort of watching that fall apart as they both pursue things they probably shouldn't pursue. But it is a kind of a notion about marriage and commitment and, you know, are these things possible? I think the, one of the first guys says that, you know, the key to a successful marriage is deceiving your partner and yourself or something like that. Yeah. About, you know, what you want. And uh, it's an interesting concept, but I think Nicole Kidman is very good in what at times is a very odd film. Yeah. See, it's that I like the oddness of it because it's this film that I went into it knowing, like, oh, it was this, this really sexy film. This I knew it was a really sexy yeah. film. It's about yeah. it. Oh, I like didn't. It. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I had this thing. In my I was head. a bit startled. Like the opening shot <laughs> is literally it says eyes wide shut. You get a shot of Nicole Kidman. She takes her dress off and she's like sitting there, like you know, backside to the camera, but fully naked. And you see a lot of Nicole Kidman in this film, but it doesn't. Why have I noticed this? But it, it doesn't like linger on her body. So yeah. almost like the vision you're getting is like your Tom Cruise and. You see her naked, but it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. That's and that's like. the way it's sort of presented as the, the, view of, the view of sex is very oh, sex is normal, but there's, but be, in Tom Cruise's eyes pl- at points, it's still very. It tabu. plays with this notion of because if you're married to someone and then you see them naked, that's not necessarily as lust filled mm. because you see it all the time. It is your norm, so you trade lust for intimacy. Yeah. Right. But you're not fueled by, oh, I can't wait because I've never seen you and I, I'm so charged up for this. So you trade that. Whereas on the flip side, you know, what, there's times when as a couple, you, they, they want that lust experience, not that intimate experience, not about intimate and love. It's about she drops the F bomb and says, what we really need to do is we need to and, 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 and uses the, the F word, right? As opposed to yeah, yeah, making yeah. love. She says, fuck. Yeah, right yeah. and and the different energies in that and she's we need to be those people for each other as well not just the people who are intimate the people who are still like yeah i can't wait to take you home and da 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 mm-hmm. and so as far as that went it was a really <laughs> it was a really interesting <laughs> i said something funny <laughs> uh, i'm just laughing at the concept of saying to someone i can't wait to take you home and da 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 well I, I thought i already dropped my f-bomb i thought it was a, there's, there's other pod, if you want dirty talk, there's other podcasts that do that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try this technique. I'm, not, I'm sitting here very aware of having this conversation with Lee. I'm sorry, I can't wait to take you home. can't see because you're listening, but the foot plan to the table, my goodness. <laughs> so um, we've talked a fair bit about this, but it's, it's a, I mean, this is one I, I'd be as weird as it is i'd be well up for talking for two hours about this one oh, okay. thematically there's a lot to go it's on it's a dissection I, film i need I, to watch it I, I can't remember who it was but there's some amazing dissection of it that i watched afterwards and oh, every frame can be dissected because it's some it speaks about something about also society at the time i think yeah. kubrick knew exactly what he was doing for how the reaction would be because yeah. it was hated but now it's 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 a hell of a cult film yeah in, in it does society seem now a cult film that happens to star a cult i remember <laughs> it being a big deal at the time mm. a really big deal ellie anything you want to add now that we've sort of uh, skated around it a bit Da 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 da. No, okay. Uh, I'd rather two, just move on. Let's go to about as different as you can get. Two thousand and one, the Space film Odyssey. where she, if you feel like she should be taking her kid off, and she doesn't. Moulin Rouge. Oh, never oh. a bigger movie star than in the six months around this film. Yes. Mm. Yeah, and big, she big is about thirty-four here. 
And we've done a full we've done a full episode on Moulin Rouge, but she this is the image where if you say Nicole Kidman, it is her on the swing yeah, with the hat, yeah, 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 red hair flowing, or yeah, the, or the red dress, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. Um, it is the elephant love medley, the elephant, yeah. You and McGregor, Kidman. arguably her greatest co star. Oh, you're, you're saying all these things. Brilliant. I'm getting goosebumps. I watched it for the first time like maybe mm. three days oh, ago. Are you serious? Oh, oh. I fell in love with wow. that film. Wow, isn't I it do- amazing? I put it off for so long. I'm My, f- I'm sorry. I love it. <laughs> you know, I was in Jersey at the time, and I watched this. That's Jersey, the the island, the, the island here, not the place in the states. Yeah. yeah, I watched this in a week. I watched this four times. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's how much I love this. My film. sister got it, and I was like, "Oh, it's a musical." Oh, I want to watch this. Oh. And I think I stumbled into the room. Whatever was going on, I think I came in and sort of was watching half paying attention because I knew McGregor, and I was like, "All right, I'll watch a little bit of it." And I found myself going, "This is amazing." It really because I don't like Baz, I don't like Basler. I didn't get Basler. And then this Did made me go. You like uh, Strictly Ballroom? Huh. I, I haven't seen that, but I saw. Uh, I saw Romeo and Juliet. So that was my. That was my bad experience. That. I hated that first watch. Oh. Hated it. It took me a long time to come around to that. So clever. Um, and so there is Moulin Rouge. Um, yeah. I mean, we've got a full review on it. It really we is. Have. She was never a bigger star than she was in that moment. Yeah. And she's, she's just she so ha- versatile in it. She's so good she's both the sexual speaking to lust and intimacy and all that stuff she at times is that lust object of desire and you understand why someone would view her as such but then she's also broken and vulnerable well this is the first movie she does after splitting with tom so you know she's gonna have all those emotions going around in her she's gonna be raw she's gonna be flirtatious she's gonna be but she also does a she also does a caricature really doesn't she yeah in the you know the, the scene with when she thinks he's the Duke and he's not. Yeah. And it does speak to that idea about what do women think men want and what do men want their women to behave like. And it is this sort of inflate my ego as well as we, you know, fulfilling no. my, my sort of <laughs> sexual desires. <laughs> you know, before you take off my trousers and we did that, da 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 da. So there was that. Um, she's very busy, very busy actress in 2001. Then goes on to do The Others, which I have not seen. Is that the one I think called? That's the Burton? horror film. Oh, yes, that's a oh. great movie. I have not seen it. Why don't you go ahead and. T- I wanted to, couldn't make time for it. Okay, so basically, she moves into this house and she's trying to get it all set up and. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different kind of da, 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 da. Well, There's a sticker idea somewhere and you there. I think there's um, people uh, like ghosts living in the house, and you follow the story of her and how she's trying to um, get these people out of the house. Isn't, and this, then, isn't this Beetlejuice? And then you've well, if the flip side of it is, and the new. Did people- you just spoiler the movie? The what? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'll, put, I did. I'll put the bleep, oh I'll put the bleep on the that. Bleep on I'll never watch it now. Oh, no. <laughs> I bet it was a horror film. Oh, jeez. I'm trying I to think- get through it in my head, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Probably yeah. don't let me speak about film. It's sort of like skate around it. It's like Eyes yeah. Wide Shut. We talk about the con. We don't actually come through the, the, the yeah. plot yeah, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, but yeah, there, yeah. there we go. So uh, <laughs> the others was, was, was a movie. Okay, we shall <laughs> cut that bit. <laughs> I'm just going to bleep it. It's better that way. Uh, 2001, I saw this one. I bet you I might be the only one birthday girl i was thinking Never about watching it but i didn't have time i saw a romantic comedy and i thought ah not really a genre we associate with uh nicole kidman 
So Birthday Girl is about this guy, uh, English guy, quiet, mild-mannered, really meek kind of guy. Yeah. And he buys a mail-order bride. Oh, okay. And from Russia with love is the actual name of the website. He buys yeah, it off yeah. of. I love love. And she shows up and just speak any English. And um, that you watch them try to... Um, and he's fur- not furious. He's he's because it's not who he is. He's 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 highly dissatisfied with his purchase, <laughs> and tries to return it. And yet she's trying to meet him on his level. And then you find out that maybe everything's not as on the up as it appears. Okay. Um, and so, in essence, you see her play two performances. You see her play um, the version of her that's this meek Russian uh, girl who doesn't speak any English and they're struggling to find these small moments. But she's still, like, you know, sleeping with him, like like the, the fantasy that he always wants. Oh, okay. And then there's a reveal of who she really is, which is nowhere near as good as the, as the, the fantasy that's been created, but it's real. Yeah, yeah. And so the question, and there's a whole other element. It's like a rom com slash kind of thriller kind of a thing. I use the term I thriller very liking lightly. The sound of this that sounds really cool. It's available yeah, yeah. somewhere for free in the UK. So yeah, I just typed in Nicole Kidman into my Alexa, and it was one of the things that came up. So yeah. okay, so is good. it good? Um, yes, I would say that I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't want to give away my, my list or anything just yet, but it was something that I went, well, turned it off and went, yeah, there's some that I was less than satisfied with. This one was, I just watched it yesterday, every day before. I'm like, yeah, quite like that. Cool. Yeah, wasn't expecting it. it if I did a full review, I'd go, they have an idea and they needed one more draft. Okay. Is what I would say. It doesn't yeah, yeah, feel, it's a great idea for a story. The script isn't there yet. It needed one more polish to go. Uh, there's a lot of things that just really aren't paid off yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we go 2002, and I can talk about this one because I watched this one specifically for this thing, The Hours, which is what she wins her Oscar for. So I definitely wanted to watch this. It does, yeah. yeah. Did anybody else see this? No. I, yeah. did you? No. Okay. I didn't. I was going to, is this the one about like three different women? No, I so if I can, with a prosthetic nose, she plays. Is it Virginia Woolf, Ellie? Is she yeah. plays? She plays Virginia Woolf in like the mid eighteen hundreds in the UK. Mm-hmm. So there's three stories. There's her story. There's a story of a dissatisfied American housewife played by Julianne Moore in the nineteen fifties, and there's a story of another dissatisfied uh, woman in Meryl Streep in modern day. And they're all sort of connected because they're all sort of highly dissatisfied with their life and living for other people or of other people living for them. Okay. And so throughout it all, you get these sort of those commonalities between the female experience, it seems, regardless of. So what happens if you're a woman and you're not satisfied with being a wife? You're not satisfied with being a mother. These aren't things that reach out to who you should be. And the suffering that comes from just living your life solely just to satisfy someone else. And how often can you delude yourself of that fact? And uh, Virginia Woolf, for instance, has been placed in uh, a small English town to avoid the trappings of the city for her own good. But the crux of it is it's not my choice. And if it goes badly for me in London, at least I'm living here. I'm not living. I'm just waiting to die. Okay. And powerful. I will say this. I'm curious what Ellie's perspective is. Although I thought Nicole Kidman was very good. I thought Julianne Moore was by far the best person in that film. I totally agree. Okay, yeah. there we go. I, and John C. Riley, love me some John C. Riley. Pl- plays her husband. Mm-hmm. You're selling this. Oh, it's really and- good. Um, oh, who's the guy who plays? Oh, uh, Ed Harris is this AIDS stricken uh, poet who's He's getting an award. Well. Oh, I like Ed Harris. Um, it is who Meryl Streep used to be in love with when they were younger, and now Meryl Streep is in a relationship with Allison Janney. 
Oh, and so there's nice. all these politics kind of going throughout uh, the three storylines, mm-hmm. uh, commonalities. It feels very disparate, but the more you watch, the more you go, there's there's something here. Mm. It is very much a character study kind of film, though, isn't it? Yep. Rather than like a singular plot. And I, I don't tend to like those very much. I wasn't that keen on the film, but the acting performances were... Kidman gets the big gets the big shouty bits, the bits that you would say for your Oscar consideration. Julianne Moore plays it with such a quiet restraint; she's fantastic, mm-hmm. absolutely good. fantastic. Uh, let's talk about the middle two thousand three Dogville in the cut. Uh, the Human Stain two thousand three also gives us Cold Mountain, which I haven't seen, but I'm assuming that someone here has. I have. No, I haven't. So uh, this is what is it? is this like? She's in like Frontier Times. Is this um, her and Renee yeah, Zellweger, isn't it? Yeah, it's set, so it's set in the Civil War. Um, the men have all gone off to fight, and it's about, um, you know, Nicole Kidman is sort of on her own trying to look after a farm, and she's um, she's a very kind of sort of upper-class lady that's moved to a farm neighbourhood and been left with nothing, so she doesn't really know what she's doing. And then it's actually quite late on in the movie that Renee Zellweger comes in and um, she's sort of like a farmhand that comes and helps her out. And oh my God, Renee Zellweger in this film is amazing. Is um, she? Yeah, she's, she won... Um, she won the Best, best, supporting, best actress. supporting Actress, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's, um, it's this idea of Nicole Kidman is um, sort of waiting for Jude Law to... Um, to come home from the war and initially they thought it would be a month and then it's like three years or something and kind of the the pining for him as well as trying to make it on her own at the, at the farm and okay yeah. so what makes her good in this um it's just a good acting performance okay. <laughs> just just so, that old thing acting yeah yeah, okay. yeah um i mean renee zellweger is is better in the film i would say <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's weird because even when we we're talking about the, the hours, I was going, you know, as good as Nicole is, Julianne Moore seemed better. Yeah, although I mean, with people, I guess. with Cold Mountain, Renee Zellweger is the character actress. She's the one that's got the really exciting, fun part. Like okay. she's quirky and she's got the funny lines. Whereas Nicole Kidman is a, in a very serious role. Um, she is literally just pining for the whole movie. Okay, so it's not. It's not anything hugely groundbreaking, I don't think, but it's she's she's good in it. Then we have a sequence of time when I think she's trying to be a movie star and less of an actress. And there's some truly terrible films in this. Um, let's start with 2004, The Stepford Wives. Anybody see this? No. I avoided this. Absolute like crap. I saw this when it came out. It was like a video rental sort of situation and it was absolute trash and i was probably fresh off my 2001 moulin rouge going oh she's great this is and it was diane lane no diane um what's the name keaton yeah no no it's not that (laughs) no it's just her i think bad midler might be it i could be wrong on that but the idea being that you know it's this perfect set of wives you move in everybody's house is perfect and you find it some sort of underhanded society it's it's absolutely dreadful that sounds dreadful uh then we have um, birth uh number five the firm 2005 the interpreter which i want to think is her opposite sean penn i've seen that yeah i've seen that i I can't tell you that's the thing. It's so forgettable. Yeah. There's nothing of any substance in that film. It is the quantum of solace of like mid 2000 action films. I think, besides she, I think she's an interpreter who. She's at the UN. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he saves him or something. I don't, I don't know. know. I can't remember. It's just an odd couple pairing where yeah, she's yeah, not yeah. meant for that sort of work and ends up just stuck in this like <laughs> espionage thing. Yeah. 
Uh, does what it says in the tin. Uh, 2005, Bewitched with Will Ferrell. Avoided. Such, Same. such crap. Yeah, I, I don't like Will Ferrell. I was a kid and I didn't like such it. Such crap. Oh. 2006, Fur. 2006, <laughs> Happy Feet. Not seen it? See, this is the thing. I've seen Happy oh, I Feet. Forgot. I didn't know she was in this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who she'd be in this. Oh, she's, okay. in, she's in it. Uh, it's, it's voice acting. So yeah. she's, she's some penguin, probably. Yeah. But that's not <laughs> Norma Jean. Norma Jean. So the problem is, who- as we saw with oh, Shrek, she's the mum. As we saw with Shrek, they're not even in the same room half the time. People right. are feeding you lines. So at that point, I'm going to ask you, I'm sorry, is this acting? It's it a vocal performance. It Is it yeah. acting? No, I guess not. If you're not, if you're not acting against it's, somebody, it's less acting because because yeah. part of acting is reacting, and you can't react if you're not mm. in the room with them. Yeah, true. I agree. Just a thought. Yeah. That's the purest in me. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it, it depends. There's a lot of facial. Uh, we can, we can talk about this another time. But it, it, with Happy Feet, it's definitely. Different. I am Groot. <laughs> Give him an Oscar. Um, <laughs> uh, the Invasion, 2007. Margot at the Wedding, 2007. Also, The Golden Compass. And I know some of you guys have seen this. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. I've not seen this. <laughs> oh, really? No. So it's it's the um, it's based on um, the His Dark Materials by Philip Pullman. Um, so the the trilogy of it's like books. it's it's like a young um, ad- adult series, right? It is. Yeah. yeah so. Um, love, lovely, lovely books. They've also recently made a TV show. Much of, better. Um, yeah, totally agree. And my mum um, Miranda's in it too. Who's yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard he, of him. He is Lee Scoresby, but not in this version. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so um, Nicole Kidman plays Mrs. Coulter, who is um, sort of the, the villain of the of the piece, really. And she's a very commanding, powerful woman. Um, and quite quite a sinister character. Okay, she, she's good in it. She reminds me of like the Ice Queen type thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because I, you- I use a still shot of this when I teach media studies because there's like a, a shot of her from a certain. I go, what what distance? Oh, Golden Compass. I'm like, yeah, I just found it on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Because she- Ethan, do you prefer Nicole Kidman or um, the woman who plays? Um- I prefer the current. In the she has a. One. She has a. I prefer the current one. She has a different presence. Nicole Kidman's good, she's but she's such more, a good actress. Isn't she's she? more cartoonish in this, which is fine for the film. It's because it's a lot of CGI and Daniel Craig being a polar bear. But this film is, <laughs> she's good. Though. I forgot that was Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's see the opposite of a polar bear. Probably let's head to Australia yeah. to do the film called. I forget. Uh, is that the one with oh. Hugh Jackman? What's yeah. it called? And yeah. and here's another contender for best pairing. Greater New Zealand or something like that. Greater, New, yes. Zealand, yeah. Greater New Zealand. So uh, tell us about Australia, which okay, I've never seen. I've wanted to. It was three hours and I went, I don't really it's, have this. You know how I really hate long films? Yes. I do. I love this film. Okay. Like It doesn't feel three hours long to me. I, I, What's it about? In a so nutshell, lovely. give me the non-Liam's, non-spoiler yeah. version <laughs> sorry, of the film. Sorry, um, I'm tired. So, so in that lovely film, Australia, um, Nicole Kidman, the English woman, goes over to Australia. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's the first point. She's not playing an Australian. She's playing an um, English woman. Um, she goes. She goes over to um, basically to drag her husband home from Australia, who's been working on a cattle ranch. And when she gets there, he dies. Um, that happens quite early on, so I don't feel like it's too intense. No, a, a spoiler. Um, and um, she then kind of basically takes on this ranch with the help of Hugh Jackman, and they kind of um, don't exactly adopt. That's not the right word, but they take on this um, Aboriginal boy 
um, whose mum has uh, has passed away. So it's kind of a a lovely sort of parental story slash love story slash independence story. It's really interesting and really heartwarming. Hmm. Okay, I might give it a watch. I think that might be when the kid starts doing parental roles. It is one. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is one that I want to see. It's <sighs> having the time to see it, though, isn't it? There's something about seeing that three-hour mark and going, really? Because yeah. it's opportunity cost. Yeah. You know, I can watch five episodes of... Well, more than that. I can watch almost a half a season of Superstore. Or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like what, yeah. what am I giving up to watch yeah. that then? Yeah, yeah. I haven't found that many films recently have made me cry, and this one I was yeah. in floods. Okay. It's oh. so moving. Maybe um, I should watch it then. 2009, the film Nine. Uh, no. 2010, Rabbit Hole. Anybody see this? No. Okay, I'm going to no. go with this. I saw this in a few people pop up, and I was like, I'm really interested in seeing what this is about. It came from a few people, and I was like, all right, I'm going to take a look at this. And it's about, it's Nicole Kidman and Aaron Eckert. Who, oh, I like him. Oh, I do like yeah, his yeah, yeah. And, thank you and they've lost uh, a boy, a little boy. Yeah. He uh, was eight, and he got hit by a car. Just a tragedy, and it's about watching these two people try and deal with the loss. And what... What does that mean? And where do you find comfort? Can you find comfort? Can you find solace? Mm. And you sort of go through things like family. How are they going to react? Friends. How are they going to react? Uh, people in the same situation. How do people cope? Is it right to criticize how someone copes? And then what is victory at the end of a day? And it's not really satisfying. It's just small things. And the weirdest thing is that she ends up finding comfort um, in a very unlikely source. Um you know, um, I don't give it anything away. Uh, but, you know, people who you think she would go to for comfort, it doesn't work. And people who you think that would be a natural antagonizing force, it's not. She's actually. Oh. So it's a really interesting human study. And again, it's one of those things where she might be the second best person in it. Oh, okay. She's really good in it. She's really good in it. And it's the one that I kind of is like the sort of um, dark horse of the, of the films. I wasn't, you know, it's the one that I found that I went, oh, wow. Uh, Aaron Eckert's absolutely. If he was a bigger star, he would have got nominated for an Oscar for this. But he's, not, he's not a big enough name. No. He's not a big enough name. I think Aaron Eckert gets slept on a lot, and there's mm. some great films he's done. Like, we'll never do a real roundtable on Aaron Eckert. No, we just won't. No, no. He's not a big enough star. Yeah. But his body of work is solid. Yeah. It's really solid. He's a great actor, and I wish we I wish we gave him more more time than we do. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, then if we go ahead, there's <laughs> she followed this up with the piece of shit that is just go with it. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself to rewatch this one. I don't remember oh, her in it, but oh my God, what a that. terrible film. I just wanted to drop all the swear words this on this the, one. The Adam Sandler. Sandler, Adam Sandler oh. yeah. This is the one on the, like, the vacation thing, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's, I look at the front cover of that DVD and I just think, nah. Oh, she's it's the. So generic. Is, is it the ex husband's new girlfriend? I forget how it is. It's like a really bad version of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's. It makes me go, like, you read this, right? Like, what do you. Oh, I just don't know. Um, and then uh, 2011 Trespass, 2011 Monte Carlo, 2012 The Paperboy, 2013 Stoker, 2013 The Railway Man. I was going to watch Colin Firth. Yeah, this is Colin yeah. Firth. She's done a couple with Colin to. Firth. This is the first one. Mm. I didn't get a chance to see this one. No, what I haven't. Did I? It okay. was on my list to watch, to. but I never got around to it. 2014 Grace of Monaco. I've got the DVD, but I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. 2014 Before I Go to Sleep. Uh, okay, I have seen this. Me too. Saw it today. Um, I thought 
from what I remember, which I don't remember too much because I was my wife at the time. Um, yeah, I don't remember too much of the movie. <laughs> I remember Mark Strong being very strong. I really yeah. enjoy this. Yeah. Is this the one, like, she only has, like, a specific amount of memories of, like, time? It's someone who basically, if you've seen Blank Slate with Dana Carvey, oh, it's the same yes, gimmick, yes, but yes, done yeah. for, like, dramatic effect. Yeah. So it's like 51st Dates, but if you fast-forwarded, like, five years in the future. Yeah. And, you know, so this woman wakes up every day having forgotten. She thinks she's in her early 20s. She's really 40. Yeah. And it's trying to catch her up. And her husband has to go through this whole system about here's who you are and here's, you know, when we got married and here's our, our life together. And then there's a psychiatrist played by Dr. Mark Strong who keeps phoning her against her husband's wishes every day yeah. and doing the same sort of thing. And so the question then becomes, um, you know, we sort of are, because we open it with her, we know really no more than she does. Now, Every time she resets, we keep our memory going. But it is the idea that we tend to learn as she learns. And so it's a really it's a really interesting film with Colin Firth as the husband, um, with uh, Mark Strong as the psychiatrist, and with Nicole Kidman as sort of the lead. Um, again, I think Colin Firth might be the best one in it. It's another one of those situations where she's good. Yeah. But uh, she's – you she – like her character is always played off or like used as some kind of elevation well, tool. Especially if you're a amnesiac, it's like you know yeah. you have to kind of play. I don't remember, and there's sort of a, a limit to what you can do with how, that. How many times can you do that whole yeah. like? There will be a breaking point, but it's the same breaking. Really point. Really enjoyed it. Some really some really clever, some really interesting story planning. The script doesn't always match it, but the story's very good. Mm. I'm uh, starting to think there's a lot of Nicole Kidman movies I've seen that I don't always remember. That might be a, a, a comment about <laughs> no, <laughs> the work. But, yeah, but you know what I mean, though. That, uh, 2014, wish I didn't remember this one. Paddington. Pad- Paddington's not, okay, my opinion. I Paddington's do. not a bad film. No. She is very bad in this. I enjoy it in like a, for what Paddington is, it's this campy, kitschy little romp and i enjoy it for that right there's ways of doing kitschy and doing it well bonneville does it well uh oh what's his name doctor who um oh uh capaldi capaldi does it very well he's really good and he's 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 as cartoony as it gets in this film you know what i mean kidman's not my opinion she phones this one in this feels like she wanted to do the stunt we made fun of it when we did the review she wants to do the stunts like tom but she's like the acting's not there she's just going what else can i do it feels yeah. like a caricature of her performance in that Duke scene in Moulin Rouge that I love so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're probably not wrong there. I'm just. <sighs> That's the good thing about Paddington. I know we're not doing Paddington with less too, sexual energy, but they fix that issue because <laughs> she's not. She's not. Is she in it? She's not in it. No. But the, so someone but else is the, there. That's the person fine. they have. I can't. Uh, Hugh Grant in it. Hugh Grant. Yeah. He does everything she should. Which have is done. weird because Hugh Grant and her are in this um, um, series in America right now. Oh yeah. Yeah, which is really, mm. really doing well for both of them. They're, they're mm. both having a bit of a renaissance as a result. Um, so that's Liam. You seem to be wounded by my words on Nicole Kidman in this. I remember us all being pretty much in accord that she sucked when we watched it. But. Yeah, no, I, I just think she looks fantastic in this movie. Okay, but that's not acting. No, I know, I know, I know. But I like the movie overall. Um, so that's, yeah, you're right. She's not great. In this. She's not she's great. Not, in this. She's not. Mike, I gave it a, I gave it a seven. It was a nice movie. I liked it. It's, yeah, it's a fun but like movie. she, I said it was a seven. She's like a two. She doesn't have any yeah. scary presence in the. Film. There's nothing. It's it's such yeah. a cartoon and not in yeah, the good yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I adore the movie, as we know from yeah. the review. But yeah. it, she is the weak point in it, unfortunately. Uh, 2015, Strangerland. 2015, Queen of the Desert. 2015, The Family Fang. I, I watched this the other day. Yeah. I watched this. 
Uh, this morning? Last night? This is the Jason Bateman directed I, 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 yeah. really, I really wanted to like this. Yeah, this is the thing. Yeah. I went into it expecting something that it wasn't. I was expecting a comedy because I've seen the trailer and I was yeah, like, oh, cool, it felt Catherine fun. Hahn. Yeah. It felt fun. Yeah, Catherine Hahn's very good yeah. in it. I did get very excited when I saw Catherine Hahn. Not enough of her in it. Yeah. The thing is, it this when Nicole Kidman's acting, there is a story there of like her refusing to believe and doing when she has the manic like refusal stuff of her family. I enjoy that, but there's not enough there. I think she's really good in it, but she doesn't have enough. Who's the best person in it? Bateman. No, it's not even Bateman. It's um, Christopher Walken, isn't it? I I think Nicole Kidman's the best thing in this. Oh, I think Christopher Walken's the best thing in that. Until Walken appears, she's the best part. Until Walken appears, yes. And then she's sidelined because her character stuff has been fulfilled because they found him. Yeah, I mean, she is... um, She's not as bad as Bateman. It's basically, Bateman's if you haven't seen it, it's about a family who are kind of really out there artists, and they believe that disrupting life is art. So, for example, you give out a bunch of fake coupons to a chicken restaurant. Everybody goes to deliver the chicken. They get mad when they can't get the free chicken. There's stress and there's yelling, but that is the art. Is the It's not about a moment and a snapshot because that's it's about this thing. And he's doing a great bit where he's being interviewed, and he kicks a glass and he smashes it on the ground. And he goes, that's art. And he holds one and he goes, that's not. And his wife at the, at the time is looking terrified in fear mm. because he's completely off his rocker. But there's a, a sort of a mad genius to it, though. It's this weird thing. You like it for a bit and then it goes too far because the, the further the yeah. film goes, it's like he progresses in age and you'd think he'd stop. But he's like, oh, no, no, but we still need to do this. And it fails and fails and fails. Yeah. And he even has a point like, you're not supposed, you're not doing what I want you to do. You're yeah. not doing as I, as and he like- starts yelling at the people for not responding the way he wants. But mm. if art is art, then this is the art. Yeah. yeah. If you're thing is about how people react and the fact they still give the, you know, they, they give, they give a chicken away, for instance, mm. uh, that's not, that's, that's okay. But he's, he can't, he, he's trying to condition a response and it bothers him when he can't pull the strings anymore which has mirrors to his own family as well well there's even a point because one of the plot threads Ooh. early on is like he he feels <laughs> he uh nicole kidman feels like she doesn't want to be in the family like yeah. everything that's happened in her life is forced and you learn throughout it that the dad has just orchestrated a lot of their life events just for it and just because he had them for art he calls them kid a and kid b yeah. those are their names yeah. Wow. Yeah. and they adopt new names for themselves what? there's a scene where he like forces them to kiss like the brothers and brother and sister kiss in front of everyone for art for, uh, okay. i will I, I will it's, spoil it's a little romeo bit and juliet. it's romeo and juliet and the son is a late minute substitute for romeo oh, okay. so they weren't going to let them kiss because they're brother and sister but they decide between them the, the brother decides no it's actually important that we do kiss because it's romeo and juliet otherwise we're making a mockery she brought a laughing at it like it's a comedy but like you're not mm. you know, so for the sake of actual art he does it but then they find out the whole thing was an orchestration from the, the, parents. the parents who manipulated it because there was never supposed to like the, the the guy playing romeo for the lead was never going to be the lead it was always going to be a late substitution because uh, okay. the theory was could you make people upset and like the principal gets upset but half the crowd applauds and it's all these sorts of things yeah, yeah so yeah. it's a really interesting idea and it fails in execution which pains me because i do like jason bateman mm. so very much he's good at directing and i yeah. think kidman's introduction Production. It was, it's it's an actress who is like on her tether and it's it's great it's good but the rest of it doesn't continue yeah uh moving on uh secret in their eyes 2015 2016 genius 2016 lion i really like lion saw lion she's not a huge part in it i like her yes. presence in it she's yeah. just again no. this thing another parental figure where she just continues the plot she's just 
that. Indian boy takes a train, gets lost thousands of miles from home, uh, where they speak a totally different dialect, so he can't even make his way home. He's too young to really be able to formulate proper things, and they're being adopted by an Australian couple. Oh, okay. I just saved you about an hour and a half of the film. Um, <laughs> there's like, are you lying to me? And like, he's like the dream kid, and they also adopt like a kid who's like the disaster kid. And how does that go? And then he decides he wants to, and played by Dev Patel, who's very good in it, decides he wants to find his birth family and tries to go under a giant. And India's massive. Like he's trying to, he figures out where like the the, the sort of use Google. It's like a, basically it's a Google Earth, Google Maps mm-hmm. advertisement, mm-hmm. and he figures out where the route would be and tries to knock down you know, tries to just zoom in on every small community and try and find it. But the whole time Kidman's like the mom who he appreciates, but also has to be okay with the fact that he's going to be looking for his birth mom and try not to be threatened. Yeah. She's very good in a very quiet, understated, powerful role. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause that thing, I think there's like a very, a bit very early on. It's like, I need to see my family and she, she's heartbroken. Like you can really tell she, she wants him to, find it but at the same time she's gonna lose him and you can tell in the performance she, she wants to find him but doesn't want to be lost in the process yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. doesn't it looks like it which is kind of a nice thing um it's a beautiful film it is very very nice i wasn't expecting it uh yes it was uh how to talk to girls at parties uh ethan you're gonna want to talk about this one i think killing of a sacred deer i i really like the director it's great again this isn't really a nicole kidman heavy film she plays another parent. Oh, okay. And she's sidelined. The, 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 the whole story is um, Colin Farrell is the surgeon and he botches up a surgery and accidentally kills this kid's dad. And because he feels so guilty of it, he tries to sort of make amends with the kid and like form a relationship. And through this process, he's he's telling Nicole Kidman like, "Oh, I didn't kill, I didn't kill the dad. It, it was it was someone else's fault." And it's this whole thing of he has ego, and it's it's a complete character study of him and the kid and what someone would do for like their their ego, their guilt, and she's just there and witnesses it. But everything that she brings to it is this very heartbroken mother who just like feels for the kid but hates the marriage. It's re- it it's not her best role, but her presence is good in it. Okay. I'm. I'm just checking. You hadn't seen how to talk to girl up at parties, had you? I don't remember her being okay, in it. You, you reacted like you'd seen it. it was, so. It's a weird film because it's okay. just it's aliens, but oh, also not. Okay. It, I don't. <laughs> it's, imagine third, third Rock from the Sun, <laughs> but like now. But Nicole Kidman. I don't even remember Nicole Kidman in it. Mm. Okay. Uh, I oh, Killing of a Sacred Deer. We got that one already. You just said that. Uh, the Beguiled. Anybody? No. no. The Upside. Great performers. Uh, horror show. Destroyer. Boy Erased? This is, again, another Nicole Kidman parent film. Um, she plays the mother of a gay teen in the early, the sometime in either the 80s or 90s. And um, she's the wife of Russell Crowe, who is the town preacher. So basically, they don't want the town to know that the preacher's son's gay. So they take him to a uh, reformation camp. Oh, like conversion therapy? Yeah, like it's oh, a conversion really really rough and okay. there is points where i fear nicole kidman because i think she's going to do something else and there's a bit of concern a bit of home it, it's a really interesting character study of parents who don't hate gay people but also don't want that stigma for them too okay so it's this this mix and i got it okay yeah, yeah. so it's a, a mother wants to save her kid but also doesn't want to lose her in the pro- him in the process but yep. by doing so it's a very painful painful watch but it's on. It's um. Everyone has a great performance in that. Speaking but. of parental roles, Aquaman. Oh, Anybody see this? I have. There yeah. you go. Go uh, ahead, Liam. It's been a while. Well, Try not to give away the main. 
<laughs> you, you can say it's about a guy who I, we've all seen Justice League, so I think we yeah. have an idea. So I haven't she, seen Justice League. Oh, okay. She's the she's the mother of Aquaman, and she meets. She's the ruler of like yeah. Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's the queen of Atlanta, and she Atlantis. Gets, Atlantis. Atlanta is a city in Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tired. Um, and she's she she gets found by a lighthouse keeper who takes her in and sort of looks after her and sounds like he does yeah um, well he, do, he does because and they do things and they begin to like each other and then they come back for her and she has to go and to, to save her child and to save him she has to go back okay and then it's aquaman becoming the the man he is and why he is and he wants to go and find her and blah 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 okay yeah is she good um, I thought she was. She's got a small part in it. It's, again, it's not a big, big, big part. It's only a small part. She's more in it at the beginning than anything else. But yeah. So, um, the goldfinch. Nope. Bombshell. Nope. No, yeah, I haven't seen that. I saw that advertised. It's, it's a really interesting story. I can't remember Cole Kidman at all because I'm so focused. <laughs> I'm so focused on um. Oh, who's Harley Quinn? Margot, uh, Margot Robbie. Robbie. I'm so focused on Margot Robbie and everyone else and her story that. Nicole Kidman's there, right? But she's more of an antagonist, if anything, because she's like stopping in the way of everyone else. Right? Yeah, but it's 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 an interesting piece about I, the media. And then I know you have something to say about this, but twenty twenty, the prom. Yeah. Oh, okay, I love the prom, the musical, the Broadway musical, the movie um, is a thing. Nicole Kidman, though, fantastic in oh, that she film. She's so good, and obviously, I saw this before Moulin Rouge, so I had hope for Moulin Rouge, and that was <laughs> met. Okay. Um, the whole story is uh, there is a girl in this like hick town that is a lesbian and wants to bring her girlfriend to the prom. They don't like it. So a load of washed up Broadway has-beens like Meryl Streep, James Corden, um, <laughs> Nicole Kidman, and Andrew Reynolds, who you'll know is the original Book of Mormon, um, Elder uh, Price. Elder Price, okay. Yeah, um, the guy who like causes Lily and... Um, Robin to fight in the final season of um, the the mother's bandmate who calls oh, okay. yeah, him uh, and then all these washed up husbands like well we need to get famous again we need to get famous so we'll do a cause we'll do this cause for this uh, this lesbian girl and try and get her the prom she wants and Keegan Michael Key's there and it's just it's a very fun time I have issues with it but it's 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 good and I think mm. Nicole Kidman is one of the best parts of that film okay and that is her retrospective which actually went about 37 years which is not I, I would not have thought it would have been that long no there's a lot on there I've never there's heard a of. lot in there I, if you told me that she, her career started before Julia Roberts I would have gone and I believe you really? oh well I know that Ooh. obviously because yeah because yeah, we met I wouldn't but, have. Yeah. because yeah. my first introduction says it's under 1990 yeah. so I thought Roberts had her by about four years oh, okay. not realizing of course that that's just her US debut yeah so we put this to our audience who like to chip in uh, with their thoughts and we'd love to have them chip in we do indeed so here's the people who i have on my list who chipped in uh, many thanks to griff and the paul and griff show caleb percy debbie the mcu and me podcast ashley carlo friend of the podcast keep it low it's late Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Thank you. Hermes, Bradley, Julene. It's a musical. Let's talk about this. Your next favorite movie, even the score. I already said Carlo. Russ from Nick and Russ, and it's hey. a fandom thing. Not thing, thing. It's a fandom thing. <laughs> um, it's late. So Amazing. here's what we got for their top 10. We'll look at our top 10 and see if it's any different. So in 10th place, Batman Forever. 
Oh. I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, it speaks to, it's one of the highest profile movies on the list, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. She's a Batman movie. That's mm-hmm. saying something. Yep. And I mean, if you think about it, if she had, if it had been two years later, she would have been cast as Poison Ivy, you got to think. Yeah. Would you? Because I always get Batman Forever and Batman and Robin mixed up. I thought she was Poison Ivy for a bit. That, that, I have no, no she's idea. No, she's Batman. not. She's just Dr. Yeah. Chase Meridian. Yeah, yeah. Ninth place, Practical Magic. Again, mm-hmm. I think about that sweet spot, you know. Um, number eight, Days of Thunder. Oh, I expect that higher. Yeah, so really? Yeah. Number seven, The Hours, her Oscar winning role, seventh mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Interesting. Number six, Rabbit Hole. Oh. Had a few nice. votes. Yeah, yeah. Did all right. That's the reason you watched it, wasn't it? Yeah, because it kept coming up and yeah. I hadn't heard of it. And I went, let me look at the synopsis. And I went, oh, this is. This is interesting. I mean, he had Aaron Eckert. I kind of want him in. Yeah, I'm yeah. In. Uh, fifth place, Lion. Nice. Which I was surprised. Nice. Yeah. Fourth to die for. Yeah. Oh. Surprised you about that high. Yeah. yeah same. Yeah. Uh, third place, Eyes Wide Shut. Mm. Yeah, you kind of expected that. Didn't Second you? place, The Others. Yeah. And first place, spectacular, spectacular. Great movie. Moulin Rouge. So I'm sorry to say this, Griff. I mean, you're part of the audience, so technically you helped vote Moulin Rouge as the number one Nicole Kidman (laughs) film. I'd happily watch that once a year. I love that movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Ali, what were you saying? I'm really surprised that Australia and Cold Mountain haven't made the list. Maybe because they're such epics. <laughs> I think Australia Maybe. Australia didn't do well with critics, if I remember correctly. It's a three-hour film. I think mm. that puts people off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Far and Away didn't make the list. Far and Away is a long film. Yeah. Um, you know, Cold Mountain. Cold Mountain's an Oscar Beatty film. And as George has said, you know, there is this opinion about Oscar Beatty films that, you know, they're designed so that the regular person can't access them. And mm-hmm. it comes off a bit snobbish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. I think it could be argued that we've got 10 of the biggest. I mean, Rabbit Hole's the exception. I think Rabbit Hole and Lion might be the two exceptions. But everything else here is generally big, big faces on the poster. We've seen it sort of stuff. Feel good popcorny Friday night movies. Mm hmm. So, such is. Uh, let's look at our list, shall we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, we had number 10, Before I Go to Sleep. Liam had it at 8. I had it at 5. Mm. I really enjoyed it. From what I remember, I enjoyed it. I thought she was really, really good in it. She was, yeah. Yeah, thought really quite like that. Number, and I must say, it beats a tiebreaker. And the tiebreaker, it beats Australia BMX Bandits. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Also tied for 10th, the family fang. I apologize. Tied for 10th, the family fang. Uh, they have the exact same score. So, Ellie, you gave that an eighth place vote. And, Ethan, you gave that a fifth place vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australia and BMX Bandits do not make the top 10 because they only had one vote each. And the tiebreaker yeah, is more I people. I did put Australia at second place, though. So you did? You, as did, I'd, as like did to, Lee, I'd like to give as it a did, nice As did Liam for BMX Bandits. Yeah. So, yeah. that's the deal. Uh, I guess it stops one person who ranks it really highly from hijacking a more yeah. corporate decision. So, that's why the tiebreakers go as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, honorable mentions to those two. Oh, I need to mention this. Honorable mention on the uh, audience list. Big Little Lies, because a bunch of people gave me a TV. TV uh, show, yeah. And I'm going, I can't accept that. And if, if you disagree, that's fine. But something when you can do something for seasons at a time, yeah. it gives you so much more room to do stuff with a character does, yeah. than even a three-hour movie does. So yeah. they're different things. Uh, it has made me go, I might not mind doing Big Little Lies for a clear for takeoff. Okay. That would be interesting to look at as a result the, of this. All the clips I've seen from award shows, it looks very, very good. And you got to watch the first episode. 
and uh, the uh, Let's Talk About This podcast, our Aussie friends, uh, wanted to give a first place vote for her role as pretending to love Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. See I had that, that down as a joke for myself, but they came up with it and I went, I will give, uh, I will give nice. you first pip on that, boys. That's good. Yeah. Uh, ninth place for our list. A tenth was Before I Go to Sleep in Family Fang, which I couldn't make room for on my list. Mm. I really struggled with my 10th place vote in that and going, do I give it the single point or not? Uh, ninth place, Boy Erased, which, Ethan, you're the only person, but you gave it a first place vote, so he gets all 10 points. Nice, so, nice. Uh, yeah, you've kind of talked about that and the sort of yeah. reason for that. So Difficult to watch if you find like hard themes, but it, it's, a, it's a really interesting history piece. Uh, eighth place got three votes from us. Uh, Ellie gave it a seventh place. Ethan gave it a ninth place. I gave it a seventh place. Eyes wide shut. Mm. Um, just a really, it made me think. I think it unsettled me a bit. Not in a bad way, mm-hmm. yeah. but it unsettled me. I carried it with me for, for, for a good day or two. So, uh, Number seven, Lion, which I gave that my 10th place vote. That's what I couldn't mm-hmm. shake Family Fang for. I thought she was better than that. Uh, mm-hmm. Ethan gave it a seventh place vote, and Ellie gave it a fifth place vote. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, then in sixth place, The Others, just two votes. But Georgia gave it a fourth place vote, and Liam gave it a fifth place vote. Nice. So, there we go. Uh, third, sorry, fifth place, the Golden Compass. Uh, Ellie, Ethan, and Georgia all gave it votes. Uh, Georgia was highest at three. Ellie at six. Ethan at ten. I'm surprised it was that high. <laughs> what for you, or just in general? Just in general. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, fourth place, the Hours, uh, which Liam gave it a tenth place vote. Ellie a fourth, and I gave it a second place vote. I thought she was really, really, really good in it. Um, not enough to shake it off the top place for me, but uh, really fantastic. I can mm. see why she gets her Oscar. Julianne Moore's better, but it doesn't mean that Nicole Kidman's bad in it. Far yeah. from it. Third place, you're all absolutely nuts. It's you all gave it a vote for Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> like after we all said, I don't know what. Yeah, she's not very good in it. The four you voted for it on the list. I put it ten. To to her credit, Ellie gave it a tenth place vote. <laughs> Liam gave it a seventh. Ethan gave it a third place vote. <laughs> right, Georgia oh. gave it a second place vote. <laughs> okay, right. To her credit, Georgia's seen four films of Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Listen, so I hadn't seen loads. And on my list, I was like, I, I need a film. I really like Paddington. I remember her being good. I'm going to give oh, it to Oh, it's so bad. To be honest with you, we really shouldn't have probably done a top 10 for Nicole Kidman because I don't think there's enough. I could have gone fit. No, I could have gone 15. Really? I struggled. No. If I didn't... It's, it's going to be our most challenging one of the year. I, I, I struggled. If I actually saw yeah. Birthday Girl instead, I would have like yeeted uh, Paddington. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can Liam with you at seventh. I can get that. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan and George with a two and a three. I'm like, young people are ruining the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, we are. Jeez, I'm, I'm like an old timer blaming. That's no, it's legit. They're ruining the podcast. Look at the rankings. Not because they're young. Excuse just because- me, I'm young. <laughs> Not, not apparently not because you gave it a tenth place vote, so you must be aging. Uh, second place, y'all can suck it. Days of Thunder. Hey. Uh, it's a tiebreaker, actually. All five of us gave a vote to, to, to Days of Thunder, whereas only four of us gave a vote to Paddington. So that's the reason why. Uh, okay. So twenty-two points and twenty-two points, respectively. Uh, the highest is Liam at three, Georgia at five out of her five. Uh, so she's she did five movies with him. Uh, Ethan and I both gave it an eight, and Lee, Ellie gave it a nine. 
And then finally, with 49 points, which is almost a perfect score, <laughs> only one person didn't give it the first place vote, and his name is Ethan. Wow. <gasps> the rest of us all gave Moulin Rouge our first place vote. And for me, it really wasn't in doubt. I mean, even though I gave my number no, two vote to same. the hours, it was a pretty big chasm between the two of them. Yeah. I was really chasm, I was stuck on that, yeah, Griff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was really torn. I was thinking of giving it a one, but Boy Erased hit me in a place that Moulin Rouge almost did, but... Yeah, like it's it's literally like almost like the that bottom sixty percent combined would equal that. So that yeah. film just that she'll always be remembered for Moulin Rouge. Oh yeah, when you think Nicole Kidman, when it's all done, we won't remember the hours. We will remember Moulin Rouge. You will. That is yeah. the film. Yeah, that especially as she doesn't even look like her in the hours. <laughs> no, you remember that. You remember that. You'll remember snippets from things like days of thunder yeah. and that one shot from eyes wide shot not one of the sexual ones there's a shot where she's teaching her daughter how to do maths and her red like curls are like sitting in front of her face and she looks up at the camera yeah, which yeah. is tom cruise she looks stunning in it oh my word so she was for a long time my like most attractive female actress in hollywood she was just from moulin rouge onward for about 10 years your Nicole Kidman was my Michelle Pfeiffer. That was it. Yeah, she was my Michelle yeah. with, 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 without the creepy grunting. Uh, <laughs> I but shall no is longer that, do the creepy. So that is it for <laughs> us. Let us know what you think. I mean, you kind of were, you already did if you got in our votes. If you want to get involved in the next one, just go ahead and put hashtag BFE top five. And I'm going to drop just what the next one is just so people are ready for it. Next month, we're ta- we've done Nicole. <laughs> yeah. It's only fair to pivot. So you've already got three down. If you listen pivot. to today's podcast, you've got four uh, because we did we did Mission Impossible. So we're doing Tom Cruise. It only feels <laughs> fair films. to put these two side by side. More films to pick. Oh, from. I've got like twenty films deep already. Yeah, like, yeah, and I've got yeah. like a list of so many. I've got, got like four. I've got five I want to watch. So it's going to be a long one just going through I'll the list you, of films. He's I think done. we'll just have to be briefer in our in yeah. our descriptions. I'll tell you who I'd like to do. I'd like to do Sean oh, Penn. Come on. We don't list people we want to do. We need to get out of here on no, this. No, I know, I know. Oh, really? Because I, 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 Sean Penn, I have a lot of time for as an actor. I wouldn't want to do Sean Penn. Really? Oh, I, find I him don't very, even know who Sean Penn is. I find him very samey. Really? I do. What? I find him to have no Harvey Milk. I find him to have no range. What? I know he's oh, won. Yeah, I, I, I know he's won two Academy Awards for Best Actor. I fully milk realize that. I have not seen Milk. Lightning in a bottle. I, I have not seen Milk. But I, I love, Nor have I, I seen Mystic milk. River, which I think he won the other one for. Mm. Um, so a, a lot of his stuff is very Oscar baity, at least the stuff that wins. And I didn't really know him when he was young and and, and the, the hit guy in Hollywood. You I know, think you'd be you know what I know him from? I think you'd be playing. Yeah, Madonna's bit. I know him from from I am Sam. I am Sam is brilliant. It's got Michelle Pfeiffer in it. Michelle, Fe- I'm not going to do it anymore. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. I respect you, Michelle. <laughs> I love you, Michelle. I respect you, Pfeiffer. <laughs> So uh, that is really about it. So we're doing uh, this one in uh, June. Will be Tom Cruise. Yeah. So we are cruising. I have a lot more on the coast in summer. Lots to talk about with Tom. Lots of stuff. Um, A a, a long career, actually, not as long. It's pretty close. About eighty two, eighty three. He starts too. Yeah, eighty three. But a guy who clearly is. I mean, the question without question, he's a movie star. Is he a great actor? And we'll talk about that next month. Yeah. Next month. At times. At times, at yes. At times. Yes, at times. Whereas I think when Nicole Kidman, I'm going to settle on, I think she's a great actress. I think I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, better act. she's a great actress, she's not a great movie star. Because she doesn't put my butt in the seat. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- when I say movie, movie star, stars I mean, make me watch. I mean, when I say movie, I mean more like just schlocky stuff. Actress, I feel... No, a, a, a movie star carries a film. Yeah, it does. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. That's it. 
So Tom Cruise, I go see it because it's, 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 it's the new Tom Cruise movie. Mm. Not because he's a great actor. Because he's the new Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. When I go see Top Gun Maverick, it's not because yeah, he's, he's a great be, actor. He's not going to be well, I hope he emotes in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not going to win an Oscar for so, this. Let's, but there are times where he has been a great actor, and I want to talk about that. Before has. he gave up, and he did, he, he was going for it, and then he gave up. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next month. But thank you so much, and thank you to, uh, to, to you lot here for sitting around the table, whether in real life or virtually. Ellie or Georgia, who just mailed in a list, but she was very busy this weekend, so there's no judgment. So please join us next week when we tackle... Well, whatever we're tackling. Thanks for joining us here on the BFE Real Roundtable. My name is Ian. I've been Liam. I've been Ellie. And I've been Ethan. And we hope that you have found this Real Roundtable to be spectacular, spectacular. (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity-flop. The flippity-flip-flop. Get out of the car, Cole! (laughs) 